the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Joe Biden says it's not a matter of if, but when he's declared winner of the presidential election. In a late-night speech from Wilmington, Delaware, the former vice president said there's no doubt he's on the way to victory. The numbers tell us it's clear, tell us a clear and convincing story. We're going to win this race. Biden noted that he has pulled ahead in Georgia and Pennsylvania, promising to win both. And he said waiting for the final vote count is hard, but he assured the country the process is working. Your vote will be counted. I don't care how hard people try to stop it. I will not let it happen. Greg Clugston. Washington. Senator Tom Cotton says Americans sent a clear message this week. They're not ready for a radical leftist uh, proposition when uh, he says that cost the Democrats big on election night because they had too many radical proposals. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was down by 66 points. This is SRN News. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, they took her jibs! Which arms did they take? Don't know. I've never been able quite to get the jibs thing right. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you. It's Job Saturday. Oh, yeah, there's that other thing happening. Well, you got lots of places to listen to that, but who's who's going to give you an hour of the jobs report? That would be me here. King Banyan here with you on uh, Job Saturday. Thank you for listening. Uh, I mean, outside of all that other stuff going on, hasn't it been a great week? The weather's been fabulous. Um, we're actually, we actually had uh, on Sunday... Um, the defeat of the of, of the dreaded cheeseheads uh, by our Vikings, which I'm not. You know, people who know me know I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm suffering through a really bad season for my team. Uh, I root. <laughs> I I grew up actually watching one New York team, and the, uh, uh, and then uh, there was a team in Boston called the Patriots. All right, uh, name the. Name the starting quarterback of the Boston Patriots in 1962, which is the first year I can remember. I think we I think they existed in 60 and 61, but I don't remember seeing them on TV till 62. They had a guy named Babe Perilli. Why is that not the best name for an NFL, for an AFL quarterback ever? It's the best one Babe, I've heard up to this point. <laughs> Babe Perilli. And and the most and probably the okay, you will remember the only player. It seemed like the entire team, the entire team was built with kids that had come out of the north end of Boston, which is has a very very large Italian American community. So Babe Perilli at quarterback, their star wing slash halfback, sort of in in the. Uh, in, in in the Christian McCaffrey mold, uh, but back back in the early '60s, was named Gino Capaletti, and their their star linebacker who went on to play for the Dolphins and and it was part, I believe, I want to say he was part of the uh, perfect season in Miami. Uh, Nick Buonacani. I mean, it's it, it, uh, anyway, I. Never have rooted for the Patriots. Uh, never have. I've always rooted for the two New York teams. And my gosh, are they having a bad year? Um, even though I lived, you know, Boston was between me and New York. I, I, because I was hooked on the Giants at an early age, so very early age, like when I was three or four. So, anyway, um, you didn't come here to listen to sports, but it's been a good sports week. It's been a been a good sports week not a great sports week but i think it's been a pretty good sports week um wyatt and i pre-show uh speculating on what the uh timberwolves would do with the number one pick in the draft um talking about talking a little baseball 
yeah, there's that other thing. I'll talk about that other thing that seems like just about everyone else is talking about in a bit. But did you know that there was a Federal Reserve meeting this week? Yeah, there was. We got we've got we've got your we've got your usual quota of uh, Jay Powell cuts uh, from that. Um, maybe a little bit less than usual because getting that meeting on the same week as we get jobs as we get a job Saturday typically means we've got a crowded show today. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call with your questions and comments. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Uh, Wyatt's at the controls, as always, uh, and we thank him for that. Jobs report, better than expected. In fact, as I as I tweeted at, at our listeners, and if you want to join in, here's what you do. Go to twitter.com. There's a little search box up in the upper right-hand corner, and in that corner, you will, in the search box, type the hashtag, so pound, K-B-R-S. And if you don't know what those letters mean, you really have not paid attention for the first five minutes of this show today. King Banyan Radio Show, K-B-R-S. Put that in there and you'll see the conversation from me and from a lot of our listeners uh, who are participating there as well. So join in that conversation. As I said there yesterday, it is really, really hard to find bad news in this report. Now, I have tried, I've dug in, I've dug in and found what I can find, and I think that what you're going to, what you're going to see, I think what you're going to see is some really uh, interesting information here uh, about the course of the pandemic and how the economy is recovering from it. I had this question from... uh, I will identify him because he did he did put it on our Twitter stream uh, last uh, during the week. Uh, Vern McKinley, who's been here uh, been here on the show a few times, Vern is a an expert on banking history and banking law, um, and and a friend. Uh, Vern is wondering when it is that NBER is going to is going to announce that the recession has come to an end. I think I talked about this last week, but let me reiterate. It's going to take some time. You won't have the end of the recession announced until sometime in 2021. I'm almost positive of that. And when they announce it, the date they will set for the end of the recession will probably be almost a year prior meaning that the recession ended in 2020 and for those who may be unhappy with the results, particularly of the presidential race, if they turn out to be what was hinted at during the uh, during the news at the top of the hour uh, that Vice President Biden has won, they're going to say, you know what, if you had told us the recession was over before the election, maybe President Trump would have won. I remember hearing that, and that was back in 1993, when the NBER finally announced that the recession of 1990 had ended in 1991. Of course, by this time, President Bush, in 1992, lost his re-elect to to Bill Clinton. And so you're going to say that there are parallels. You're going to say, you know, there are going to be people who say NBER is, is uh, hiding things. None of that is true. 
The typical way NBER dates a recession is they want to see you return to the peak that you were at prior to the recession that you went into. And we're not there yet. The jobs report is a good report. Better than we expected. Over 900,000 private sector jobs added to payrolls in the month of October. Okay? I think people have missed how good this report is because they're all focused on the election. This was a really good report. Let nobody argue, however, that this means that the recession is should be declared over. Let nobody believe that there isn't still a lot of pain out there in the economy. That there is a good way still to go. And we're going to take you through some of the data this morning to get you at that. But let's, let's, so let's just start here. I've got a few minutes, so let me just start with the sort of the headline information there. Okay. October payrolls up 638,000, which was above the forecast of 580. I had said anything above 660 would be a really positive surprise. 638 is close, but the expectation was at 580, so it was a good number just on the, on the headline. But it was bet 638 did not tell you how good it was. The, the prior two months were lifted up by 15,000. Okay, so sometimes we'll add the 15 to the 638. So that gets you to 653, and that, that again means that's really good. A key factor in, the, in, in that upside was the fact that, that on, in leisure and hospitality, 271,000 jobs were added. Indeed, I didn't. I was going to grab the cut, uh, have Wyatt grab the cut, but uh, I decided I didn't want to embarrass somebody. So I did not. I did. I saw. I saw somebody on CNBC yesterday say, "Well, those aren't really good jobs." Okay, let me remind you. In the month of October, according to data from BLS, fifteen million people. 15 million people are unable to work because the employer closed or lost business due to the coronavirus pandemic, according to the household survey. So they identified 15 million people who were unable to work. Now, not all of them are actually back looking for work. Some of them have left the labor force altogether, which is part of the issue and why there's still a long way to go. But, what they've done up to this point is, uh, is, is they've they've been adding these jobs, and they say these are not good jobs. Well, guess what? When this beautiful weather we're experiencing goes away next week, and it will, what happens to that to those hundred ninety-two thousand? New workers in October added to food services and drinking places. It doesn't feel like our local newspaper can, you know, particularly for those of you who live in the Twin Cities, we don't have many restaurants and and drinking places here in, in St. Cloud. I know there's the story that St. Cloud has more bars per capita than any place else. We probably, I don't know if that's still true. Maybe it is. At one point, per ca- on a per capita basis, there were more bars in St. Cloud uh, than any other than any other uh, metro area in the country out of 300 some that they could name. 
Um, it might still be true. I, I said it's an old number. So you had 406,000 in September, 270, uh, 406,000 in September, 192 in October. That's 600,000 jobs. And I'll forgive the person who, who embarrassed herself by saying they're not good jobs. They're good jobs for the people that had them. The question is, when we get to, when we do this talk four weeks from now, will those jobs still be there? Well, they probably got helped a little bit by the weather this week, so they might stick around. But when we get to doing this in January, what do you think is going to happen? So part of the reason why I say, you know, we're not ready to declare the recession over yet is there's a real possibility that some of this reverses. And and a reversal uh, of at least half of that would cut the gain we just experienced in in October in half, just from bars and restaurants. No other sector of the economy. We'll talk about those other sectors right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. It's Jobs Saturday on The King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. Insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. The Business VIP Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Business VIP Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic 
Catholic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Nice choice. I like it. Roll on and recovery. Roll on. Well, I was going to say roll on giants, but uh, they're mostly getting rolled over. Um, 651-289-4477. Your number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. The... Let's let's dig in a little more for what the what the good news of this is. And and what the bad news is. The good news is again 638,000 jobs on payrolls, uh, private private side 906,000 jobs added. 84,000 of those 906 jobs came out of the construction sector, which is pretty substantial. Okay, pretty substantial because it's only because the that's about it's about six percent of the economy kicking in ten percent of the growth. It, it is outperforming many other sectors of the U.S. economy right now. And interestingly, in in the construction side, that has actually been both on the residential and non-residential side. There is construction work happening. In in in, in uh, I'm looking around and. I've been looking around, and what I see is happening is a substantial amount of building that's actually going on in industrial, um, not so much in offices. Clearly, we're not going to be building hotels very much for a while. Um, but even in that sector, I think you're going you're, you're gonna to eventually see some work being done in that sector as people adjust. People are going to travel again at some point. But they're going to demand different types of accommodations than they would have demanded eight, nine months ago. So what will they look like? What will your restaurant look like? My guess is it will not look like those pictures of where people are sitting outside under uh, inside what looks like uh, plastic tubes, which reminds me of the, uh, of the cone of silence uh, in uh, Get Smart more than anything else. All right. I've got I've got Twitter followers who are listening right now. Someone's got to put up a picture of uh, Maxwell Smart and Chief in the cone of silence on Twitter. That's I don't do many requests. I don't ask much of you people, but give me that. Uh, use pound KBRS as a hashtag so I can see it. Thank you. Manufacturing side uh, added thirty eight thousand thirty eight thousand jobs. That was good, uh, mostly. Spread pretty evenly between uh, durables and non-durables. The manufacturing sector on the good side, 
things have moved pretty well. There was a statistic out this week. I'll I'll probably come back to again on tra- on um, transportation, trucking, shipping. Those numbers look pretty good. This recession is a service side recession, which is unlike the way most recessions run. We've said this on this show before. This is not your usual recession. It has got a different shape to it. It's got a different causality to it. Um, to use the language we would use in um, in your macroeconomics course, we would call this a supply shock recession as, a, as opposed to a demand shock recession. All right. Demand... 2008, that was demand side, wasn't supply side. This, this is supply side, and increasingly it's looking like the demand side of this is not as strong as we thought. But again, both quantity supply and quantity demand had moved together. This is why uh, the blogger Scott Sumner, who I quote here fairly regularly, uses that, fr- that beautiful phrase, never reason from a price change. Don't use the price change to try to tell you whether or not it's supply or demand that moved. You need to think a little bit deeper about this. Um, but ask yourself ask yourself whether or not there's been disruptions to global supply chains. The answer is absolutely yes. And a lot of that employment and manufacturing that you're seeing is reshoring, uh, uh, shortening up of supply chains. What President Trump had wanted to have happen because of his views on global trade is probably going to happen, but might not be for the reason he wanted it to. It might be happening simply because global supply chains that are lengthy and complex may save you money in normal times, but may cost you a bundle during a pandemic. And so to make your firm a little more robust, a little more a little less fragile, you actually go ahead and and bring some of those supply chains back on uh, local shores. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing those trucking and shipping numbers begin to increase again. If you go over to the service sector side, we've already told you what happened in 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 leisure and hospital in in the leisure and hospitality sector, particularly restaurants and bars. Yes, there are surging numbers right now. It's it, you know someone says, is it the weather or is it or is it the fact that we're reopening? My answer to that is yes. Actually, if I look at the data on reopening, I'm going to read you another statistic. Getting away from away from the job support just for a second. Uh, Goldman Sachs produces a a reopening uh, statistic to figure out how many places are, have reopened and by measuring uh, weekly weekly data. Um, open table seated diners are still at um, down 41% uh, week uh, uh, year over year from the same week a year ago. Gas demand is still down 8%. Commuting apps show a 19% decline. TSA passengers still down 64%. What's gone up? What has actually gone up? Well, I don't see anybody using Zoom any less than they did a year ago. Um, and I got to tell you, I might, I might have to, I might have to 
take my TV and smash it if I have to watch one more Peloton ad. Have you seen how many of those there are? So I watch ads. And and, and last week I got a note. Uh, I got a note from home from my from my mother saying she was listening to the show. So my mother will remember this. I used to be able to remember all the jingles, and I would I could recite all of the ads. And when other people would walk away from watching the ads, I'm always the one that watched them. When I was a kid, I didn't watch them for the reason I watch them now. I watch them now to say, you spent money on making sure I watched this ad. Why did you do that? What are you trying to get at? What are you trying? What are you trying to tell me right now? And my and when I see the Peloton ads and I see all the Home Depot ads and I see all that, they're they're telling me that these are the products that they think people want right now. So it should not surprise me when I look at the jobs report and I see. I see retail trade up 103,000 jobs in the month of October, including 22,000 in uh, 22,000 in motor vehicle and parts dealers. People are buying cars. Cars are doing very well. Why? Because no one's getting in planes. And if I want to go travel to see Grandma, I'm going to need. I'm probably thinking to myself, it, on the margin, more people are going to drive now than fly. But they might be have they might have a car where they're like, mm, I'm not sure this car's going to get to grandma's. So I either put money in to repair it, or I go buy a different car. As I understand it, used cars right now are just in sh- very short supply. I haven't talked to a car dealer in a few weeks, so I'm going to have to recheck myself. But just in general, in the retail sector, I mean, you can see electronics up 31,000 jobs in the month of October. I mean, that's like a 9% gain number of people working in electronics and appliance stores. Furniture and home sh- and, and and furniture and home furnishing stores up almost 10,000 jobs. Okay. Uh health and personal care stores not are have been flat and they've been flat pretty much for a year. Um but um but but interestingly, clothing and clothing accessory stores up twelve thousand jobs. Uh, that's a gain. That's a gain of about one and a half percent. And and general merchandise stores up ten thousand. Those are those are going on everywhere. Transportation and housing up sixty three thousand jobs in the month of October. Um, much of that much of that happening in transit and ground passenger transportation. Uh, warehousing and storage uh, up 28,000 jobs in the month. Um, IT though down. Um, IT down. Uh, professional and business services up 208,000 jobs. Where did they all come from? The biggest answers being in uh, administrative and waste support services, which means like, which means uh, uh, temporary help picked up dramatically up a hundred thousand jobs that you want to talk about some of the hidden good signs that's a hidden good sign when temporary help services goes up by a hundred thousand that's 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 firms indicating that demand might be coming in the very near future okay those jobs might become permanent someplace down the road in contrast education health services up about fifty seven thousand 
and we did the leisure and hospitality. The government sector, down 268,000 jobs, but understand about 140,000 of those were census workers. The census has come to an end. Those workers' jobs have, have come to the end. That was all expected, which is why, rather than talking about the 638 in the terms of the number of jobs, I've been talking about the 906,000 private sector jobs that were created. The government sector numbers were dragged down by census numbers by, by the end of the census and the funky timing of adding workers into, into public schools. Okay, those numbers were down substantially as well. So on the, on the payroll side, the numbers looked, again, really good, much better than people thought. We'll come back with more after this as we turn to the household sector here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 8399. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough. So you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call 
at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you so much for for being with us today on a beautiful early November. Um, the quick uh, the the quick reminder that summer was glorious um, is here. I hope you're able to enjoy it. I am. Uh, I'm certainly enjoying it quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, I'm excited to do this segment because uh, I've been I've been playing with some data that uh, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has been putting out along with the jobs report, which is, I hinted at it during the first segment. They are now doing a set of supplemental questions uh, and trying to measure um, whether or not someone is unable to work because employer closed closed or lost business due to the coronavirus pandemic at and and they've been they've been gathering this data since May but only recently have they been putting it out in some sense if you want to think about how far back we've come from the from the pandemic and people remarking that we're at, you know, the unemployment rate's now 6.9%. I was pretty optimistic. I think if I went back and pulled tape from the job, from our job Saturday back in June, I probably said something to the effect of, I think the unemployment rate will down, be down around eight, around 9 or 8%. I thought maybe 9%. Maybe I was, if I was super optimistic, I said, you have a chance to get to 8% by the end. In a true V-shaped recovery, you'd have a chance to get back to 8% unemployment rate. In saying that, I don't think I was terribly clear then, and so I want to be clear now, that some of that is not for the best of reasons. Some of that is going to be because, since we know that COVID in, is has um, a... Uh, a morbidity rate that moves with age. To say that to say that less uh, less clinically, if you're older, it's more dangerous for you. Given that, it is likely that people who are in that range, that between sixty and sixty-seven years old range, are more likely. To just to decide if their job is disrupted, say, or even if their job isn't disrupted, to just say, you know what, I think I'm done. Okay, your daughter calls and says, you know, and lets you know that uh, you're going to be a grandparent again real soon, and mentions to you, you know, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, after. After our new child gets to be about 
four or five months, I'm going to have to go out and find some child care. And, you know, that, that's going to be, uh, I, I got to think about that. And you as the person who's already thinking about, gosh, I don't know, even know if I want to go to work, say, you know what? I have a better idea. I'm going to turn in my retirement papers and I'm going to take care of your child. Now, that's just an anecdote. Who knows how many people do that? But isn't it logical to think that more people are doing that now than would have done it a year ago before the pandemic? Remember, a year ago, the economy's going boom, 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 right? We got, we got 3%. We've got you know, a three-handle on the unemployment rate. GDP's rising, wages are going up, wages finally, particularly for those in the bottom half of the income distribution, are beginning to rise for what really feels like the first time in a decade and a half, um, and, and things are going well, and then and then along comes this virus, and all of a sudden, there's slack work, you can't get overtime hours, particularly if you're working in the service sector, where you're doing something where you have to greet a customer, Things are kind of tough. Or you're working in a building where you're around your your fellow office workers and it's difficult to maintain physical distance from them. And now you got a chance to do something which you would love anyways. Who doesn't want to watch a grandchild? You say, you know what? That's enough. I'm done. There you go. So I've been wondering about that because I look at a lot of the data look at a lot of data out here and I say to myself what what's happening uh, with with the labor force right now and so one of the num- numbers I've been pulling has been in keeping a track of is the number of people who are leaving jobs in a very rich labor market okay back in October of a year ago 859,000 people left their job most of whom we assume were leaving because they thought they could find something better. And there, it's 80, 859,000 who left a job, told the Bureau of Labor Statistics that they were unemployed and that they left voluntarily their last job. That that's, was at that point, um, that was at that point about uh, 15%. 15.6% of all of the people, that's 15.6% of all of the people who were unemployed in October 2019. You would think that number would decline dramatically. It hasn't, really. It's only 7% of the distribution now, but you still have in this in this particular month, 769,000 people left their last job and are looking for work. The question in my mind was always, how many of those people left their job voluntarily and didn't go back to work? They just said, you know what? There's too much risk out there for the very same reason. I don't want to go to a restaurant and I don't want to get an airplane. I don't want to sleep in a hotel. I also don't want to work in a, I also don't want to work in retail or I don't want to work in leisure and hospitality. I'm done. So this data that Bureau of Labor Statistics is producing is really interesting in this regard. In July, they reported 
31, 31 million people. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 31,281,000 people in July were unable to work because their employer closed or lost their business due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, of that group, 12.6% of them were receiving a paycheck. The rest were not. Although in July, that group would have qualified for unemployment insurance and, and would have qualified for the extra $600 payment. That number in October, where, where's my darn mouse? There we go. Um, that number in October is down to 15,000, 15,070,000. So <clears throat> more than half of those workers have now, are now back to work. Let me remind you, the number of people totally that are unemployed at this moment is 11 million. But 15 million are unable to work. 15 million are unable to work. So what does that say? That says to me, therefore, that, that, that a number of them, at least 4 million of them, do not, are unable to work because the employer closed or lost businesses, but are not currently looking for work. And you'll say, oh, yeah, well, they're, they're discouraged workers or they're marginally attached workers. Well, how many of them do you think they are? Well, let's have us a look at the data. Okay. In October 2019, the number of, the number of people who were the U6 number was 6.5%. In October 2020, it's down to 116 or it's 12.1 on a seasonally adjusted basis. I was doing the non-seasonally adjusted figures there. Down from 12.8. So a lot of those folks have, in fact, come back into the labor force. But there is an increase, I think, in the number of discouraged workers that, we're, that we are seeing. Um, let, me, let me see if I can grab that number. Yes, here we go. Discouraged workers are at 228,000. Uh, excuse me. At, excuse me. Uh, total 594,000 compared to 341,000. So a quarter million more people are discouraged workers at this particular moment. What's that definition of a discouraged worker? Those who have not looked for work in the prior four weeks because they think there's no work out there. They couldn't find work. They don't have the right training or schooling or something like that. The bigger number is this, the number of people who are marginally attached to the labor force. In other words, they're not, okay, so they haven't looked for work in the last four weeks. My listeners are smart. They know if you didn't look for work in the last four weeks, you don't count as being part of the labor force. You're, you're in that not in the labor force piece. In October of 2019, there was 888,000 such people. Now, one 1,328,000 people. So that's an increase of 440,000 people. That's all together. Just within the group who are 55 and up, there's 4.1, there's 4.1 or 4.2 million people who lost their jobs because their employer closed 
or or they they reduced hours and they got laid off of 55 plus i'm contending these understate the actual unemployment rate because a number of the people that are out there who lost their jobs and simply walked away is probably too looks to me like it could be as many as two and a half million more people i've seen some estimates i don't necessarily believe all the estimates i've seen but there's been enough out there that i kind of think i kind of think there's enough out there to, to think that the true unemployment rate that's out there is the, uh, is certainly bigger than 6.9 the official unemployment rate it's not double digits for sure and i don't even think it's nine percent but it could be eight percent yeah could be it all depends on how you're going to define it but it's certainly the number of people who are not in the workforce right now who've left the workforce and may never return is a substantially higher number thanks to the pandemic that's what a supply shock looks like we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say, bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Pro-life across America. The Billboard People. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah. I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. 
Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Job Saturday, folks. Having a lot of fun with this. You know, one thing I point out, and I'm going to put this, I'll put this graph for you up. I, was, I ran out of time. I messed up uh, the, trying to uh, grab a screenshot. For, <laughs> for some reason, my fingers would not work. Uh, we, we have an uh, example um a measurement of a uh, of of the amount of lockdown that's happened and i know people are talking about there being more opening and and so forth uh i don't see evidence in the mobility data i don't see evidence of it in 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 the easing of lockdowns um there the where we have we where have we seen things because if you believe that the jobs report and that the holding back of of this economy is largely because people, like I do, that people are have changed their behavior, I'm looking for evidence of the behavior changes, because I think that that my statement in the last segment, which is, we're going to see people flake out of the labor force, because they just don't want to be exposed to the risk of of being in uh, being in contact. So. The labor force participation rate jump was at 61.8% in August. It fell back two tenths in September and then gained those two tenths back in October. We're back to the 61.8. A year ago, that number was 63.2. That's 1.5% of the population. That is approximately, that is approximately 3 million people fewer participating in the labor force. I believe many of them are gone and gone for good. And I'm willing to bet, logically, that more of them, more of them are seniors or near seniors, mature Americans, whatever, whatever uh, uh, euphemism you wish to use. More of them are that. More of them are that than are... Um, than, than our people who are younger. Yes, there's been an impact on leisure and hospitality, and the leisure and hospitality sector and the retail sector both tend to hire younger people more. That's true. But I do think that the long-run impact of this supply shock is on removing from the labor force people who are, people who are experienced, mature, who look at what's going on around them and say, look, I don't think this is going to work out very well for me. Um, I'm, at, I'm at increased risk. And I think, uh, I think the crack research department of, of KBRS on Twitter named Don for posting a graphic from First Trust with those statistics that are there. Um, you know, and, and looking at, looking at, uh, looking at uh, death rates from COVID versus death rates from all, from all other items. 
hey, there is a reason we retire at age 65, or there's a reason we retire. We retire based on the idea that at the end of our lives, we would like to have taken advantage of most of the savings that we've built up. There's some of it we wish to bequeath to our to our loved ones and to our causes, but there's much of it that we've saved up to say, there's going to be a period of time which I'm going to not want to work anymore. I want to enjoy some consumption. Maybe do a little travel. But at a point where I would like, I've earned, I've, I've made my contribution to society, I'd like to, and, and, and I've earned this and I want to actually enjoy it. That's a calculus that requires some thought and response to incentives. The incentives to work have been decreased in part by the pandemic, and they are decreased more for people who are, who are older. I don't think those statements are controversial. Therefore, if people respond to incentives, we should expect that the participation in the labor force of people over age 55 is going to fall more than for people between ages 25 and 54, compared to a year or two ago before we knew what COVID was. And I think that, in fact, is what's happening. That has significant implications for the economy because those people in that 55-plus they know stuff. A lot of your productivity depends on that accumulated knowledge of that group. And as they move aside, you're, you're losing that, their contribution. And to me, that's the supply side shock that, that can imply slower growth of this economy going forward. And none of that has anything to do with your listening to what's going on in the elections uh, that I'm sure we're going to hear in the news coming up in just a moment here. We'll be right back. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love if you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. 
No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to jtrroofinginc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTR.